I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Warriors defeat the Knights 42-10. Yes, I read that right. I know people that have fallen asleep for 2023 and they just woke up and they heard that and they said, bullshit, bullshit, Kempi. No, that is right. The New Zealand Warriors, in an elimination second week of the finals, have defeated the Knights at home 40-10. It's one of the great moments uh, for New Zealand Rugby League. They've been through so much over the last few years. For them to come out and do that with the weight of expectation that they had on them is nothing short of amazing. Uh, and I know, I understand that they're going up against it at Suncorp Stadium. But what I will say is, is regardless of result, and they definitely, absolutely can beat the Broncos up at Suncorp Stadium. But regardless of the result, whether they win or lose, don't let that take away from what they achieved this year and what they gave the New Zealand public that performance at Mount Smart, sorry, is it One Media or Go Media Stadium now? Don't let that take away from what an incredible night that was. Yeah, mate, shout out to the New Zealand Warriors fans who obviously the team's been through a lot, but so have they. I mean, they didn't get any rugby league for two years mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. That, the atmosphere, like I thought, and you were obviously out there, you spoke about it, like Newcastle last week looked incredible. This one wasn't too far off. Mm. Mm. You, you could hear it through your TV set. Mate, they were the singing, na, 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 yeah. hey, goodbye. Like the whole crowd was singing that. So That's good. so freaking good. I mean, it's not if you're a Knights fan, but if you're a rugby league, like when was the last time you heard a crowd singing, no, 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 goodbye? It's <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> like that is amazing. It's such a good night. It's so important for rugby league in New Zealand as well to have a night like this to get, like remind them of, you know, I know that they're, you know, well, you could make arguments they're bigger than rugby union because of the the, uh, the ratings or whatever, but I know they're not as big as union in, in New Zealand. But they're pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. And when they have nights like this, this is how they could eventually compete with Rugby Union is if they continue to have dominant performances and uh, seasons like they've had in 2023. And the beauty of it is as well, Campy, is that it shows that 
you know, while the, the Rugby World Cup's on and the All Blacks are obviously playing, such a massive thing there, while Rugby League may never be as big as Rugby Union over there, it shows how well the two can coexist. Mm. And while Union will likely always be number one there, there can still be this legion of Warriors fans and selling out stadiums and having this mass support, which is so important for the game. Oh, it's there. so good for the game. And, like, that's the thing. Like, Union and League, I know they're different sports, but they've got so much in common that you almost want them to peaceably coexist in New Zealand. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely amazing performance. I mean, we've got to talk about him. We've already spoken about him. But I just think, okay, if I said to you at the start of this year, cometh the man, cometh the hour, would Sean Johnson's name come to your head? Mate, <laughs> can I, I'm, I'm so embarrassed to admit it, but I thought I wasn't sure if Sean Johnson would see out this season. I agree. I really wasn't. I agree. I, wa- I wasn't sure whether he would be their best halfback at the club. Let alone cometh the man, cometh cometh the hour, cometh the man. Cometh the man, cometh the hour. Either one, whatever it is. <laughs> whatever works for Whatever you. works for you. You can use whatever you want. As I said in the team of the week, I am just shocked at how much ice was in his veins. I cannot believe that he came out in the first 20 minutes was the most cool, calm, collected we've seen SJ in his whole career. And he did it with the entire nation on his back. Like, think about the pressure SJ has because the problem is he's had the season that he's had. If he comes out and has a shocker, everyone goes, oh, yeah, that's, what, that's the SJ we know. Yeah, of course. He comes out and we, we, we all get behind him and he lets us down. Even though he's had a Dally M level year, that will just be forgotten about. So the pressure going into that game, especially with a calf injury, for him to deliver the way he has delivered, I mean, he is fast. I guess you have to put him in one of the greatest New Zealand rugby league players of all time. He's fought like I, – I, I know you've got Stacey Jones. You've got obviously, you know, Benji Marshall. You've got some incredible New Zealand rugby league players, but he's got to be up there. I was listening to Matty Johns uh, over the weekend and he was – I think that they were doing a topic on their podcast of the teams that are left, which players from that current team would make the best 17 ever for that club. Mm. And he got to the Warriors – and he said, oh, SJ, Stacey, don't know which one I go. And he said, if SJ wins a Dalian medal in two weeks' time, he's my halfback. Mm. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, you think he's been to a grand final. He's, he's taken his team to a prelim when no one thought they would. Like, it's, it's a record that rivals any past Warriors player. Yeah. You know, it really does. Um, yeah, as I said, I'm just so impressed. What do you think, Timmy? Very much so, mate. So exciting. And look, we the preview will come after this, but things have set up well for them, mate. Like, there's no reason why they can't rattle the Broncos and give them a shake up next week. They're, they're coming into this with barely a roster, uh, an injury on their roster. They've obviously got Metcalf, but, you know, they were saying that Tamari Martin was going to play for him anyway earlier on the, or back into the season. So, and the way SJ's pulling the strings. You know, and you can look back at the Panthers a couple of weeks ago and would he have changed that game? Well, probably not. But mm. there's something special about what they're doing there. They've got all the ingredients. They've got the pack. They've got SJ pulling the strings. Everyone's buying into it. They've got a fit roster. Dare to dream because yeah, mate, they, can, they can, could be in a grand final in a week's time. Warriors absolutely could beat the Broncos because, put it this way, let's say Knights came up to Suncorp and they lost 40 to 10 to the Broncos. Would you say that's about an appropriate score? Yeah. So what's the difference? Mm. Warriors just did that to the Knights. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like the Broncos would have put 70 on them. 
or 60 on them, a 40 to 10 win by the Broncos over the Knights in week two of the finals would have been like incredible, great performance, Broncos, Broncos radio. And that's why I go, they have every, every chance to beat the Brizzy Broncos. Now, obviously, I'm backing the Broncos in, and I think they've got you know, a better squad or whatever. But to think that, I think that heading into this week, a lot of people were just like, it's a guaranteed Penrith Broncos finals. I don't think it's a guarantee. I think that Penrith are very close to not – I think they're cl- much closer to a guarantee than the Broncos are. Uh, and the Warriors, there are so many New Zealand fans in Brisbane and uh, uh, Gold Coast. Matter of fact, go back and watch the Dolphins game. It, it was louder for the Warriors than it was for the Dolphins. And the Dolphins apparently have 30,000 members. Mm. Uh, now, Broncos obviously have a substantially bigger member base than – well a bigger fan base than the Dolphins. But I think you'll be surprised at how many of those, uh, how many Kiwis are going to turn out for the Broncos game and make mm. it feel like a bit of a home game for them. I think as well too, just any generic fan showing up to that game. Mm. You're not going for the Broncos. Well, come on, Guru. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, mate, we're just battlers, mate. But they, they are like, like, and I'm sure there has been in previous years, but off the top of my head, I, I can't remember a team that is such a clear everyone's second favourite team right now. Mm. Like, unless you are a Melbourne, Penrith, Broncos fan, <coughs> surely you're going for the Warriors. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, um, what, gives, what gives me that bit of hope for the Warriors this week is that the right edge in attack, led by Sean Johnson, they are in such sync right now. Mm. But it's not just like one shape they run. They have so many different variations to it. Like... Whether that's Egan playing through Fanua Blake, occasionally they'll they'll slide in and they'll put Fanua Blake running on that right edge mm. and change that shape up again. Whether that's SJ lofting, whether it's going flat to Berry, whether it's out to back to uh, Chantal Cookstad. I know every team's got this shape, but every variation of that their their, their plays out to the right, they seem to be nailing every single one of them. Yeah. So it's not like they go, all right, it's a standard play of you know Egan to SJ, SJ out to the back to Chance, Dallin in the corner. And they go, oh, well, our defence, our slide and all that is going to be too good for it. If you plan for that, they'll hit you in another spot. They'll hit you in another spot and they'll execute it every time. Mm. That right edge is borderline unstoppable at the Mm. moment. Oh, we'll we'll definitely get to it in the preview. I totally agree with you. And and people that think you could – we'll get to it in the preview. We'll get to the preview. Mm. Um, The game on the weekend, though, that first 20 minutes of the game, I just – when was the last time you saw a Warriors side in such a big moment – be so clinical like that. I, I can't remember it. Warriors are usually the side that comes out, they go crazy for five minutes or so, you know, with hyper-aggression, and then they, you know, they might make a few errors and then they fight in the game. There's this, this isn't the Warriors that we're used to, and I find it really interesting. Again, I'm telling you guys, if you're a footy fan, go and watch the post-match press conferences from every single coach because it's really interesting. So uh, Webster, he made a real good point of, I just wanted our players to be themselves. And when he first said that, I said, that's such like a nothing thing, like be themselves. Like, what does that mean? And he, then later on, someone kind of dug a bit deeper in the, that question. And he said, against Penrith, we weren't ourselves. We were, we were being – basically paraphrasing, he was saying we were being hyper-aggressive, trying to dominate, and weren't being smart-aggressive. And then you go, you fast forward to this game and you're like, geez, that's so true. Like you, if you go back and watch that Penrith game, that first 10 from them was super aggressive and you could see Adam Van Blake was trying to get into them. And it's not really the style they play. Even I think he even mentioned like line speed was too quick, which is like, it's, it's almost, um, you know, I guess 
what you would not want in a rugby league team to not have line speed. But Webster and Tohuara said we weren't ourselves last week, whereas this week we played like ourselves. And they did exactly that. They were hyperclinical but still were confident. Like their ability to shift balls and confidently do it and hit three in defenders, which is obviously your seven and six guys um, when it comes to defence, like the amount of times they would just go shift, shift, boom, hit that defender and then stay down a tram line. Like they stuck to a game plan perfectly, but it's not a boring conservative game plan. It's a really interesting, it's, you know, you could say it's high risk, but it's not really if you've got everyone on board, you know, doing what they need to do. And that's what's so special about this Warriors side is they know who they are. And as long as they don't get caught up in the moment, what they do, they do as good as anyone else in the competition. The, the word that brings all that together for me, Kemp, and I don't know if Webster used it directly in, in the post-game interview, but it's just composure. Mm. And, you know, you could argue maybe that they were a bit overawed by the occasional finals footy against Penrith last week. You might just say Penrith are way too good and blew them off the park. But when you say things like when Webster said, you know, line speed too quick, too aggressive, that's going, oh, we've got Penrith, they're the best, we need to like play through our skin. Well, that's <coughs> losing your composure. Yep. Whereas this week against Newcastle... They did not look flustered at any moment. Yeah. And I mean, sure, Newcastle are a very different opposition to the Penrith Panthers. They were playing at home, but Sean Johnson slotted back into that team. Mm. He, maybe he's the one just calling him down saying, boys, we've got this. Just stick to what we know. He's composure personified, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, Joe. Yeah. And you said before, mate, that uh, you know, when was the last time you saw a Warriors team start that well? When was the last time you saw an NRL team start that well? <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was a finals game. Penrith Newcastle the final last year. Maybe fair. No, no, no. Newcastle, as a Newcastle. I think they had. I think it was like ten percent possession after fifteen minutes. I know it was insane how well they they kicked off three times before they got tackled. And you weren't sitting there going, "Wow, they're hyper." Like, for example, at the start of the Melbourne Storm Broncos game, everyone watching was going, "Holy shit! How aggressive are the Broncos forward pack?" Which is that's their jam. That's what they do. They're they're super explosive, super powerful. Whereas you weren't watching this Warriors side going, "Holy shit! They're just flying out of line," and and. What that does for them is it sets them in good stead for the rest of the 80 minutes because they may not be the Brizzy Broncos that can do that for 80 minutes. But what they can do is go, if you give us an opportunity, we will keep you down in your end and we will score points. But if the game turns and you get momentum, we aren't going to panic. And that's what I thought was really good about the weekend. The score isn't going to show it, but there was a period there. They scored 16 points and then the Knights got momentum. And if you're the Warriors side, even from last year, you panic immediately and go, oh my God, oh my God, we're going to lose this lead. Holy shit, we just come out here, we're killing it. The crowd's here, the country's on our back. Oh my God, we can't lose this lead. Um, Warriors just went, all good. I think it got at one stage to 16-10. And I, I remember messaging you boys maybe 30 minutes. I said, I'm worried for the Knights if it stays like this, they're going to score three or four points. Like the Warriors are going to score three or four tries because they're not going to be able to hang in with the way the Warriors can hang in, which is, again... When was the last time you said that about a Warriors side? Yep. That you would say the people they're playing aren't going to be able to hang in with the Warriors that play. And that's what makes this side so special. I had it written down here at 16-0 after Montoya had scored. The Warriors had gone eight from eight sets. Newcastle had gone zero from two. Warriors had 84% possession. Oh, so, so you think about the Newcastle Knights coming off playing you know, a 90-minute game oh. of football to then arrive oh. in New Zealand with that crowd and get... The 15 minutes from absolute hell punch you in the face. Uh, like it was, it was no, it's no shock why the Newcastle Knights had nothing left in the tank yeah. again. I mean, and, and to Newcastle's credit, like I know the score says 40 10, they fought, they just ran out of gas. They just absolutely ran out of gas. Yeah, we sat there here and spoke pretty 
heavily about it last week, about the monumental task Newcastle had going into this game because of that 90-minute Raiders game, the shorter turnaround, the trip over there, all these different factors to unsettle them. And you'd sort of said that we, we were saying that they'd fold or run out of steam late in the game, last 20-odd minutes. It happened from the word go. What happened from the word go was exactly what Guru just said. The Warriors didn't give them a chance to get out to a lead and do any early damage. They just put the foot on the throat from the minute that ball's kicked off. Yeah. There was no chance by the time the last 15 minutes came. And I, I know the game blew out in the end, but yeah. also credit to the Newcastle Knights. Like after that 10-minute <coughs> period to half time, I think they completed 10 of their next 11 sets. Mate, they absolutely yeah. fought. They are, like as a Knights fan, I know, you know it's not the best score, but they fought tooth and nail. But this was just a team that completely ran out of steam. Like 11-game win streak... You know, no one expected them to be there. They're over in New Zealand. Whereas the Warriors, they're playing. They're, a, they're fresh. But B, they're playing for – they're just playing for something different. Like if the Warriors lost that game, it would be way more negative for the Warriors than if the Knights lose that game because it's at home, because of all the history. Um, yeah, the Warriors were incredible. It's, it's really easy to say 40 to 10, look at the scoreline and go, the Knights didn't show up for this one, da da But as you said, they end up with a 78% completion – Stat for me was time in possession. The Warriors had the ball in possession for 32 minutes. The Knights were 24. Oh. Eight extra minutes in a game. Fuck. They had the ball. So for much. It's so long. And you look at that, and the Warriors completed 82, and you go, well, sure, the Knights weren't their best, but it's a compliment to the Warriors. They didn't give them a chance. It's yeah. even more impressive when you consider in the first 15 minutes, it was probably 10 minutes to one. Yeah. Like they yeah. just, they, they weren't even. They didn't even get the ball. At the yeah. First. And like, once again, without going back to them, but geez, don't you look at that Newcastle side and go, you know, they ran out of gas after that big finals game last week. Makes you look at the Roosters and go, geez, after six weeks of finals oh. footy, yeah. fuck, that's proper grit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, and I was, what's really impressive as well is like the Warriors saved their best performance of the year for their biggest game of the year. Now, obviously, next week is the biggest game, but as it stands, that's the biggest game of the year. I mean, you could make an argument but that this game, in the grand scheme of things, is a bigger game than the next game because of the fact that it was at home. Like, you could make the argument. Now, I understand, like, if they win the next game, obviously it's a bigger game. But put it this way, if they lost this week, and they, let's say they lose next week against the Broncos, I think a lot of key, like New Zealand fans will be disappointed for sure, but they'll be like, look, up at Suncorp, Broncos are killing it. It is what it is. I think the Knights game, the pressure of, no, you, we expect you to win. Like, you better yeah. win. Um, oh, I think that if they would have lost this game in Newcastle, a lot of the opinions out there would have been, same old Warriors. Yeah, absolutely. They had us fooled. Yeah, exactly. You went out in straight sets. Shock yeah. me. This always uh, happens. Yeah, yeah, we had an all right year, but and then the, the excuses would come out like, oh, we had a draw, that was it. They know all these reasons as to why it was easy to get where they got. Yeah. Um, whereas, what I, as, as we've said, like what I love about it, this is just like cemented. No, no. This was an incredible year and can still be an incredible year for the Warriors. Uh, let's speak about some other boys. Uh, we already spoke about him a bit, but Adam Pompey's defence, I just – it improved out of sight. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Wade Egan. The space that he creates for SJ on that right side, if you watch him play it, like he gets so deep in the line and he, th- he actually, he actually no-look passes it, but not the flashy <clears throat> no-look of – Jesus, man, why are you doing that? Like, why are you no-look passing when you don't have to do that? He no-look passes because he squares up so much. He actually can't turn his body around because if he does, he starts going sideways. So he actually, he actually throws the ball, like, out and around behind him. If he turns his body, then 
the defense are going to kind of know that he is passing the ball. But because he stays so square and out and around, it doesn't look like he's going to pass it and they have to stay on him. I thought he's, especially his first 20, but if you go back and watch it, all the tries they scored early on had a lot to do with Wade Egan's service out of dummy half. He has improved so much. I remember when he came through at Penrith and he did very well in the juniors and he, he made his debut and I, I sort of spoke about him during the week a lot and everything. He scored a try on his debut, so everyone how good. But he wasn't. He didn't actually impress me as much as I thought he would when he first came into first grade. Another classic example, though, of just it takes time. Mm. It takes time for these guys to develop. And now he's, he's one of the premier knights. I mean, I, like, form, he's definitely form-wise. Form-wise, he's been incredible this year. And, and you can see the difference in the Warriors when he is there and he isn't there. Oh, massive, massive difference. Massive difference. Um, and it's just it's a credit to Webster's coaching. And I know I, he, I know he went before, but what a, uh, what a, I guess, luck that Webster, who would have had a lot to do with him at the Panthers, got to go over and coach him as yeah. his nine because he knows his game. Mm. He knows what makes him tick. Um yeah, Wade Egan for me is – Wade Egan and Barnett have been real unsung heroes for me for the Warriors. Uh, just a little compliment to the Warriors. Uh, this week was the first week since round 13. KP didn't have a try or a try assist. Wow. Whoa. Again, like, that that comes off player effort. No, de- Like, no denying that comes off player effort. But you could argue much better players have defended KP and he's got a try assist on them. That comes down to great coaching. Yep. Like to shut a guy out like that, shut a guy out like that, that is a game plan specifically tailored to make him not affect the game. And, you know, and in that run, that includes game against the Broncos, the Panthers, the Roosters. Like He was outstanding against the Broncos. Storm. Yep. You know, and so like I don't like – look, we, we don't know. Head coaching is so complicated, so much goes into it, but I don't think this is a flash in the pan from Andrew Webster. I really don't. I think that we're looking at – one of the better coaches over the next few years. And the Warriors have had good years, you know, not recently, but over the last 10, 15 years, they have had a, a couple of good seasons, but you're right, this year feels differently. And I, I think it's Webby. I think they're just building a foundation. The yeah. way they're playing, it's not fluky footy. It's footy not that is a system, you know. It's these plays that they have around the ruck. Like, it's no, it's no, um, I guess, it's not luck that made Adam Fnor Blake have the ball on Tyson Gamble. In good ball. That's not luck. Like forward front rowers like him aren't sitting out there. Like he's been intentionally, that plan has been uh, made up for him to get the ball on Tyson Gamble on the try line. Like they've watched video and seen something and said, we're getting Adam Fenor Blake um, on Tyson Gamble in good ball. And you think about next year, Roger Tuovasa Shek's going to walk back Ooh. into the system. And the other one, mate, like to be honest with you, because SJ's been going so good, I almost forgot he existed. But Chanel Harris Tavita returns as well. Oh, yeah. I saw a picture of him on the weekend yeah, go, I forgot you existed. Mm-hmm. And I, it made me think back to, he was a weapon. He was a weapon. He is a very, very talented footballer. So now you've got Tamara Martin, Chanel Harris Tavita, and Ronald Volkman there, and Metcalf. And Harris Tavita was always a guy that was crying out for good coaching. Yep. Because you could see the potential there's something there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to double down, Kemp, you're on saying how you know everything is so systematic with the Warriors. There's no fluke about it. There's no luck about what they're doing. It's mm. a sign of great coaching. Warriors teams of old that have done well, what do you think of? You think of big, strong, explosive ball runners, offload, offload, offload. This mm. second phase play and playing off the back of that high-risk footy that when it goes right, it's great, but when it doesn't, it's horrible. I mean, yeah. They're always tough to watch, the Warriors. Always fun, but mm. tough to watch. They have the least 
offloads in the competition this season. Wow. So, that's a huge start. Like, that's just showing that no, no, everything they do is systematic yeah. and clean. They're not relying on luck and second phase play. Yeah, wow. That is, and, and like Adam Fenor Blake is notoriously good offloader as mm. well. Yeah. So they're telling him, mate, just just pick your moments. I think Barnett's been good offloader as well yeah, this he's year. Yeah, so. moments well. Jackson yeah, Ford's wow. had, had some good ones throughout the year too. Yeah, wow, the least offloads. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a great evidence of system footy. Yeah. System footy. The other thing I love is, you know, I, I just had to look through their back line. Yeah, one to seven at the moment. Marcelo Montoya is the only one that wasn't born in New Zealand. That's great start. to see. That's yeah. great to see for the Warriors. Um, yeah, wow. So there, so it's six of them born yeah. in New Zealand. Chance, Dallin, Rocco, Adam, and uh, Sean Johnson. Wow, is Tomato? Yep, yep. Martin, born yep. New Zealand. Born New Zealand. Yep. Far out. That's pretty impressive. That's yeah, wow. Um, okay, we got to speak about him. Tohu Harris. That performance. And I put it up, when I put the stats up, I said this in, in the, the caption, uh, I basically said that, so he had 216 metres, 39 tackles, three tackle breaks, 63 post contact. Honestly, and you can call it hyperbolic, you can say I'm getting caught up in the moment, you could take all those stats away and just watch the game and his ball playing and leadership and he would have still been one of the best on ground. And I stand by that. I honestly stand by that. You could say, you could honestly say he ran for 50 metres, he had 15 tackles and no tackle breaks, and he still would have been one of the best on ground. His ball playing through the middle and decision-making and telling boys where to be, you can see him setting the boys up, was phenomenal. You have a look at his touches. I think he had 35 touches of the footy. You have a look at the fullback. He had 38. 5'8 had 36. You go back Unbelievable. and look at the Rocco Berry try. And Torhu's working that. Mm. He acts as first receiver. He catches flat at the line at speed. He, he, you can see him straighten himself up, play direct. He engages two defenders. He plays real deep into the line, turns and gives it at the last minute once he's engaged those defenders. Hits SJ with his flat, fast pass right out in front of him. They go on and score in the corner. It was like... That ball playing was better than half the halfbacks in the NRL. It was 100%. incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Like some of the, the, the halfbacks that aren't in the top tier just run sideways. Like they just mm. run overs constantly. Um, yeah, he's, as I said, his ball playing was as good as a big sixes ball playing that is good. It, it, he was incredible. It, I know that people will say it's hyperbolic, but it's genuinely one of the best performances I've seen by a forward in a finals game. In a very long time. Like, it was unbelievable. Everything. Like, we're talking about his ball playing was as good as a half. He had 216 metres and 39 tackles. If he had 216 metres and 39 tackles and didn't pass once, we would say that that's incredible. He had both. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. When you have a look at Toy Harris as well, like, I remember when he first burst on the scene for Melbourne. Like, he was an edge back rower. Yeah, and I, you know, the way that he's transitioned into a thirteen and his ball playing and everything is incredible. If you go and have a look through his career before twenty twenty at the Warriors, he'd played a grand total of six games in the thirteen jersey before that. All right, before what twenty sixteen? You say? Yeah, so from well, I mean, but before twenty twenty, so oh, know, 2020, he, he, sorry. in twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen, he played six games in the thirteen jersey, none. So this is his, basically this is his third year as a thirteen. He's played forty five games as a thirteen. <laughs> That is actually wild. No wonder he's getting better and better. Yeah, it's insane. It's incredible. I, I don't rem- like. I don't know. Maybe other people can remember better, but I don't remember watching him at <coughs> Melbourne going. Geez, he's like a Wade Graham. He's a ball playing back rower. Yeah, you know, true. I don't know. 
True. Not at all. Big footwork, strong in contact. In fact, I want to say in the 2017 grand final, he threw a huge cutout pass that shocked me. Mm. I think, is that, is that bringing any bells? I'm going to say, I did not remember it. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, but he, <laughs> he had a blinder that night as well. But I, I remember you know, it clearly. I just didn't want to give it to you. Yeah, thanks. I <laughs> but isn't it funny? Like, you know, who's the other third? And we probably talk about this. It's Isaiah. Yo, what was mm. he a few years ago? Edge back row. Yeah. That tr- transitions into the middle. And that's the other thing. Like, the, these guys grow up as edge back rowers. They're not, they're not ball players when they're mm. younger. Yeah. And so when you mix all this, this great form, the club, you know, everyone's behind them. Everything's going great. But I want to tell you the play that typifies why the Warriors are in a prelim. It's, doesn't seem like a big play. It was by a player that played solidly. He was their star a few years ago. Josh was it, was Curran. It, was it your speech last week? It was my speech last week. Former star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a big speech. They played it on repeat the whole week. They had to. Surely. Um, it was Josh Curran dragging the fullback or whoever it was, Knights player, back into the in goal, dislocating his finger. So he didn't let go of that jersey. He grabs him by the back mm. of the neck, drags him in whilst dislocating his finger. This isn't uh, to score a try. This isn't for a huge highlight real play. This is just to get a repeat set. He's dragging him so hard and dislocates his finger. If that doesn't typify what the Warriors are this year, I don't know what does. I don't know what does. Like fully out, immediately does it, immediately calling for the trainer. Not, and, and not like your pinky or whatever, the easy one to get back in. You know, one of the bigger fingers. That is, like, I think they were maybe like, at least two tries up, up. So we're not even talking about, you know, golden point stuff. We're talking about just to get the job done, dislocates his finger. Amazing. He's so underrated, Karen. Oh, bloody oath he is. Bloody just oath. on Toy Harris, I was just having a look through some of his numbers. You know, before 2020, he played more games at centre and more games at 5'8 than he had at third eye. <laughs> That's like Jeez. him at 5'8. Him at centre? Jesus. <laughs> Big boy. 5'8 for the Kiwis. No way. Mm. In I the final if- of the 2016 <laughs> formation. No way. Wow. No wonder he's so friggin' good at ball playing. Yeah. He's the biggest six in history. Um, yeah, so great stuff from the Warriors. Now on to the Knights. I mean, we'll, we'll speak about it more in the season review because that's the vibe I kind of get with the Knights in regards to, like, what to talk about. We'd be talking about the review stuff. As a performance, though, I thought Frizzell was so freaking good at wrestling back momentum. It was unbelievable. I just think... They're on 11-game winning streak or whatever it was. This is a team that no one had going as deep as they did. They just ran out of gas, like completely ran out of gas. And I know the scoreline isn't flattering, and I know Knights fans will feel super deflated by that scoreline. But anyone that watched that game, you cannot tell me these boys fought, you know, their absolute hearts out to wrangle themselves back into that game to give an opportunity to win. Unfortunately, they just didn't have the gas to keep going. They just didn't. Yeah, uh, you know, tough. I, I know we've praised them all year and whatnot, but you look at the Newcastle Knights, like they came into this game without their halfback, without Daniel Saifidi, uh, without their hooker. Like it's just, it's been a lot of things that have gone wrong for Newcastle this year. And it's incredible that they've managed to pull it all together and get to where they have. And even in this game, as I said, like that was just about the, fi- the perfect 15 minutes of football the Warriors played early. The Newcastle Knights, like th- this should have been 60 nil based on the first 10 minutes. Yeah. The fact that they managed to get themselves back into this in any way, shape, or form, I was so impressed by. And they just they came up against a master game plan. Guess how many tackles Tyson Gamble made? 30. 30, yeah. Guess how many tackles Clune uh, made? 21. Yeah. Like, that is a master game plan to get two guys that 
you know, Gamble, decent defender, but it's his first full year of first grade. Adam Kloon has played maybe one year, full year of first grade and got called in late. So basically what you're asking them is like, you are going to be the pressure points all game long. Can you handle that pressure? And also, let's say you can handle that pressure. Let's say you make every single one of those 50 tackles or whatever it was and you don't miss a single one. Do you have the gas tank to then attack as well on top of that? And if you don't, um, who is going to pick up that slack? It's no wonder that KP had no space on the edges. Both halves were absolutely pounded all game long by the Warriors. And I think you could really see like the amount of work Tyson Gamble got through. They forced him to make 30 tackles. And man, I have no idea why, but why didn't Newcastle build their entire long kicking game around Tyson Gamble? Mm. And that's it. I, 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 you know, I found it very strange that Adam Clune didn't do much um, long kicking throughout this game. And you could see how gassed Gamble was throughout mm. this because they just put so much pressure on him throughout the entire game. I don't, maybe that's something the Warriors identified coming into this game. But, yeah, they made him do a lot of work. A lot of work. And, and another thing as well, like when you talk about game plans, they identified Greg Marjo and said, you know what, you might run it back hectic once or twice, but if we keep going to you, eventually you're going to make an error and eventually you're going to lose your confidence. And although Marjorie's had an amazing season, amazing season, unfortunately, when the pressure built up, just some of those old bad habits started to creep in. Kick return meters for Dominic Young, one. Kick return meters for Marjorie, what do you reckon? More than one. 113. <laughs> Far Nailed out. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Not <See>? wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even know that stat, just another game of rugby league there, Guru. Um, and as I said, like, you know, I know a lot of people will look at Marju and even Gamble as well. I know, you know, they didn't play their best game, but let's not forget the season these guys have had. Like, they went to a massive pressure cooker with a masterful game plan that was compl- like executed to a T by every single Warriors player. Um, in regards to, you know, guys that played well, uh, as I said, I thought Tyson Brazil was outstanding, especially when they needed someone to step up, when they were just under the pump. Frizzell was just constantly shifting momentum. Like It was almost like the first tackle, Warriors went, oh, okay, you, you won that battle, but then they won the momentum back again. And then Frizzell comes again, oh, shit, you won that battle? And before you knew it, the Knights had won the field position, and a lot of it was off the back of some really incisive, tough runs from Tyson Frizzell. Yeah, he was great, mate. I thought the other back row was fantastic as well, Dylan Lucas. He obviously scored a try, but um, I was talking to someone from from Newcastle that um, that messaged me that you know three or four years ago he was a centre or a winger in their local comp in Newcastle. Far right. So then be playing finals footy over there in New Zealand, score a try. He got through a lot of defensive work as well. Very impressive. Mm. He looks he's lively, isn't he? Yeah. He's, uh, he's a tackle buster. He runs a good hard line. Looks like a tough unit. Lockie Fitzgibbons, they missed in this game. He's been such yeah. a focal point of their left edge attack. It's an option for them, but he, I imagine, Luke is probably the bloke to slot in there around one next year as it stands. Uh, who have they've signed? Jed Cartwright as well, which they reckon he's a sniff to win it. But okay. geez, I reckon I'd be leaning towards Lucas. You even read his uh, what, what they say on the website about him. Talented centre Dylan Lucas provides depth and speed to the Knights' outside back stops. What? <laughs> Far out. He's played 80 minutes in the back row against the Warriors. He's a goer. Yeah. I reckon now he's the man for it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Four, five, six, seven. Um, I was just counting the errors in like, what was the one thing when Knights struggle that I like always talked about with the Knights? Is their outside backs making a lot of errors? Mm. Do they all make an error in this game? So two from KP, two from Dom Young, one from Gagai, two from Bradman Best, one from Greg Marju. Yeah. Um, now, to be fair, you know, the Warriors, look, if you took out Montoya that says made three, I don't recall Montoya making three errors, but if you took that out, they, you know, DWZ made zero, Chans one, Rocco Berry one, Adam Pompey one. You know what I mean? So that that was always, that's always been a, Concern when the, the Knights struggle a little bit is when their backs start making errors because their backs are so crucial to the way they play. Like Dom Young, you know, Dan Gagai, Bradman Best, Greg Marju, like they've set the comp a lot this year. There was a few times that there was errors that came between Gagai and Dom Young and you could just tell how <coughs> rattled it was because that edge hasn't made a mistake in 10 weeks. Yeah. yeah. Everything they've done has been gold. Yeah, but you talk, you talk about it all the time, Kemi, about like um, – Bad habits, sort of, from the season. And I know they won't turn on the top, so maybe a little bit harsh. Their defence was quite good, but at times they've been exposed on their edge back, outside backs in defence with some errors. Like, even it was probably glossed over a little bit because they got the win last week against the Raiders, but you mentioned the errors there. Last week, Ponga had two, Young one, Gagai three, Best two, Marju three between the back yeah. line. They were good enough last week against the Raiders. Same, when we mentioned last week, they can't go and do that same thing as the Warriors yep. because they are a better side and they will not have the same response. Mm. Well, the Warriors made them pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a great point. And, you know, you look back and you go, you know, Raiders only put 30 on them or whatever it was in the end. And so, you know, for a Raiders side that struggles for points, you can't take that into a Warriors game. And unfortunately, they did. So... From an effort perspective, though, I think that the Warriors, uh, the Knights deserve a lot of credit. I, as I said, I know the scoreboard doesn't reflect it. They were super brave, man. I, I honestly stand by that. They were super brave. They tried their guts out, but in the end, they just had no gas. They genuinely had no gas. You could see even some of the tries that the Warriors scored towards the end. You could see that the Knights boys were just out on their feet, out on their feet. Doesn't it just make you think, like, you know, we go back to the start of the season, they would have just started with KP at fullback. Yeah. Like, no. it's, like that just changed so much And you know, I'm excited for Newcastle next year They come in you know, with a halfback who's not new to the franchise He's now there They know. Well I assume they know who their 5 is going to be To be gamble for me They know is going to be their fullback They also now know Braley We don't need you to be an 80 minute dude mm. Phoenix Crossland you can actually come on And have more impact than you've ever had before mm. um, you know, Obviously the, 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 there's a couple of forwards there That I think this year really come to life Leo Thompson, Matty Croker They'll only be better for the run So It's a really settled roster It's a very yeah. settled roster All but, of a sudden it's a very very settled roster. Mm. The other factor in that is all with, with Crossland's emergence as a genuine number nine, it frees up a roster spot because they mm. don't have to go and find another hooker to come in. So that, that helps the depth across the board. And as you said, like disappointing result on the weekend for them, but they're going to go into next season sky high on confidence, winning 10 of their last 11. You know, they know what they're capable of. Most importantly, they're going into next year with two games of finals experience for the entire squad. Yeah, yeah. it's just going to be a buzz around way. Newcastle yeah. oh. this off season. KP a full off season at fullback again. Yeah. And I, I think like yes, KP at fullback one hundred percent. But KP just showing I'm ready to put a team on my back. Mm. Yeah, what we've all been talking about for ten years now. I'm ready to do it mm. now, and I want to do. It. Like it's the first time I've looked at KP and gone, he wants to do it. Absolutely, a full preseason with KP training and everything at fullback. Look out next. Yeah. I mean. Get your, I know you can't vote on the Dally M, but 
I tell you what, a fit KP with a whole off season at fullback is going to be hard to beat. And this is where, you know, it feels like so long ago, the preseason, but, you know, we, we forget that, you know, KP had, he had an injury coming into the preseason. He missed the, he missed the <coughs> trials, I think it was. And the last two or three weeks, they obviously had Tyson Gamble arrive at the club, they had Jackson Hastings arrive at the club, then three or four weeks in, they lost Jaden Braley. So it was a pretty frantic start to the yeah. season for them. Yeah, like that, those 11 games have made you forget so much went wrong for the Knights. Yep. Like, yeah. so much went wrong. I think Adam Elliott got injured. He got injured yeah, in he got two injured. or something. Yeah. So, like, and he was their biggest signing, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, NRL Physio. Nathan Cleary expected to play on Friday night despite requiring scans on finger injury stuff at training. Thankfully, no major damage, but would surely take a significant finger issue to keep Cleary out. Okay. Running out of fingers to put rings on Cleary. He's got to get <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.